استغفر الله استغفر الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful i testify that there is no true god worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger we continue the explanation of surah yasin verse 70 qala Allah ta'ala liyunzira man kana hayyan wa yahqqa alqawl ala alkafirin that he or Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam may give warning to him who is living and that word may be justified against the disbelievers dead as they reject the warnings here this may mean both that he or it that the Quran is a warning and that he وسلم, warns with the Quran or warns by the Quran so there is no doubt that the Quran itself is a mundir, is a warner. And that the Prophet Wasallam is one who warns by the Quran. And the Quran contains wa'id, which means a threat. And the, and the Quran also contains bishara, which means glad tidings. And also descriptions of those who fit to receive the glad tidings. To warn man kana hayyan. To warn may give warning to him who is living. What is intended here? Is it the physical life, the tangible or the intangible? Like the life of the heart. Or the physical life, the life of the body. What's apparent is that it covers both. What's apparent from the verse is that it covers both. And that's why Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, mentioned Man kana hayyan ala ard. The one who is living on the face of the earth. Because the message of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam is a general one for all creation. So he warns every one who is living or living the life of the heart. The one who contemplates and believes. And the opposite is the dead. Physically. And dead in his heart. As to the one who is physically dead, then you can't warn him. Because he moved to the abode of recompense. And would not understand nor contemplate. As to the one who is hard dead. Because he is sealed. It is because he, his heart is sealed. So the light cannot reach. And the truth cannot reach it. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَحِقَّ الْقَوْلُ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ It is expected here, it is expected, and the world may be justified against the disbelievers. It is expected too that the statement uh, could be or would be man kana maytan. And the world may be justified against the one who is dead or on the dead ones. 
because this is what is necessitated by contracts, by way of contrast. However, instead, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned al-kafirin, and that word may be justified against the disbelievers. And the benefit of changing the opposite or the contrast in wording is twofold. Number one, that what's intended by the dead is the kafir and therefore would not benefit from the Quran. The second is that the one who does not benefit benefit from the from uh, benefit by the Quran is a kafir, and the one who benefits partially from it, then he has a trail from the traits of kufr, and that's why every disobedient act or sin is from the traits of kufr, though it may be little and it could be great and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it changed to say al-kafirin instead of the contrast which is the dead and Allah knows best so he didn't say وَيَحِقَّ الْقَوْلُ عَلَى الْمَيِّتِينَ And the word is justified against the dead. But he said الكافرين And examples of this in the Quran exist. Like in Surah Ghafir Chapter 40 Verse 20 وَاللَّهُ يَقْضِي بِالْحَقِّ وَاللَّهُ يَقْضِي بِالْحَقِّ وَالَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ لَا يَقْضُونَ بِشَيْءٍ And Allah, listen to this carefully, please contemplate and read the meaning. And Allah judges with truth. While those to whom they invoke besides Him cannot judge anything. You would expect, in opposition, in contrast to the truth, there will be what? Fill the blanks. And Allah judges with the truth. While those to whom they invoke besides Allah, would judge in what? In falsehood. Exactly. The contrast, the opposite. But instead, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, cannot judge anything. And anything here is meant to cover both to cover everything, falsehood and otherwise so it's comprehensive, and that's why he said cannot guide anything cannot guide anything the meaning they have no, no judgment whatsoever because they are marbubun created possessed by Allah the benefits of this verse the benefits of this verse is number one 
they know the Quran benefits those who are living heart wise and those of dead hearts do not benefit by the Quran the third the Quran is a proof against the kafirs because Allah stated and that the word of charge may be justified against the kafirs because the word cannot be justified except when the evidences are established against them and their kufr is disdaining in this case the judgment is justified on them and also from the benefits anyone that may have a trail of kufr then that will weaken his benefit from the Quran the extent of weakness depends on the extent of this trade move to the next verse inshallah ta'ala qala allah ta'ala in verse 71 awalam yaraw anna khalaqna lahum mimma amilat aydina an'aman فَهُمْ لَهَا مَالِكُونَ Do they not see that we have created for them of what our hands have created the cattle so that they are their owners. أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْ Don't they see? This seeing is the seeing of knowledge and also in terms uh, in terms of the fact that Allah created these things and also it is the seeing of the physical sight which is more intense in terms of attestation than the than that of knowledge because the that of knowledge may be denied by man and he may say I don't know of that but the knowledge the seeing of the sight if it is in front of him he cannot deny it so this verse covers both from the angle that Allah created all these things the cattle then this is a seeing of knowledge because we did not witness their creation we were told we know that because Allah told us didn't Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in surah al-kahf in surah 18 verse 51 ma ashhadtuhum khalqa as-samawati wal-ardi 
ولا خلق انفسهم I made them not to witness the creation of the heavens and the earth and not even their creation and from the angle of the created it is a seeing, a physical seeing because he sees and now cannot and because he sees and knows now he cannot deny Then Allah said in this verse مِمَّا أَنَّا خَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ Meaning we brought from non-existence we brought these cattle from non-existence to existence. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is singled out in creation. There is no creator except him. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adds creating to the created, this is not the kind of creation specific to Allah. of bringing things to existence from non-existence. However, with respect to the created, when it is said that he creates, it means changing from a state to another state. Changing things from a state to another state. خَلْقُ تَغْيِيرٍ مِنْ حَالٍ إِلَى حَالٍ This is the, or from a, description or a quality to another quality so when you fix the the door then in this case you you created a door quote end of quote but did you bring to existence the wood of this door did you bring into existence from non-existence or did you just change the wood from a form to another what's the answer What's the answer? You change the form. This is a a kind of creation or creating. That's why that's why it will be said on the day of resurrection to the picture makers. It will be said This is very wrong. 
this statement is wrong a piece you see the first part you see the first part very wrong statement matter cannot be created or destroyed think about it don't just absorb physics not created everything is created in this universe that's why it will be said to the picture makers on the day of resurrection listen it will be said to them أحيو ما خلقتم أحيو ما خلقتم bring life to that which you created would they be able to would they be able to no so the creating particular to Allah is the creating of bringing to existence from non-existence as to the created it is only a change and transformation from a state to another Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in this verse أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّا خَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَا Do they not see that we have created for them of what our hands have created? This means of what we, Allah, have created. It does not mean that Allah created these cattles by His hands. Had it meant that Allah created the cattles by His hands, then He would have said, مِمَّا عَمِلْنَا بِأَيْدِينَا Of that which our which we have made by our hands as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asserted this in the creation of Adam when Allah addressed Iblis the devil telling him in surah Sad chapter 38 verse 75 مَا مَنَعَكَ أَن تَسْجُدَ لِمَا خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيْ مَا مَنَعَكَ أَن تَسْجُدَ لِمَا خَلَقْتَ بِيَدَيْ Allah said, O oh Iblis, what prevents you from prostrating yourself to one whom, look at the difference, to one whom I have created with both my hands. You see the difference? Read the text please. The first text we are discussing. Do they not see that we have created for them of what our hands have created? The cattle. Look at the difference now. Or at least what prevents you from prostrating yourself to one whom I have created with both my hands. Here 
and tasjud lima khalaqtu prostrating yourself to the one whom I have created so he attributed the creating to himself and then said with both my hands وَجَعَلَ الْمَخْلُوقَ بِهِ الْيَدْ and he referred to the means of creating with both my hands in the verse we are discussing 3671 he attributed the action to the hands he said مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَا so he added the action to the hands you can see that created for them of what our hands have created our hands have created this is like our verse we are discussing 36.71 is like the saying in Surah Al-Shura 42.30 فَبِمَا كَسِبَتْ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ the same فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ the action is related to the hands and whatever of misfortune befalls you it is because of what your hands have earned he added the earnings to the hands you understand this is that clear now 4230 it's the same as in 3671 it's the same is that clear let's see the people here before we move because these are important things Contemplate them, Ya Halima. Go to the text. He added the action, which is the earning, to the hands. Meaning man. Referring to whom in this case? To man. Similarly, in our verse 36-71, Allah added or conjugated in the contracts, in the construct of the statement, the amal, the action to his hands, meaning himself in this case. You see how things change in terms of the context of the statements. Although we affirm the attributes, No, that's not difference, yeah. That's not dif- the difference, yeah. In Arabic, yeah, Halima. في قوله تعالى ما منعك أن تسجد لما خلقت بيدي هنا أضاف الخلق خلقت الخلق إلى نفسه الله سبحانه وتعالى وَجَعَلَ الْمَخْلُوقَ بِهِ الْيَدِّ وَجَعَلَ الْمَخْلُوقَ بِهِ الْيَدِّ خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَي وَلَكِنْ هُنَا قَالَ مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَا أَضَافَ الْعَمَلَ الْفِعِلْ إِلَى الْأَيْدِي يعني المراد نفسه سبحانه وتعالى 
meaning himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we would say, if we say that Allah created the cattle with his hands, then the cattle would be higher in honor than the prophets alayhim salam do they not see what we have created for them of our hands or, or, or them of what our hands have created نعم مما عملت أيدينا of what our hands have created here in the plural أيدينا our hands does this mean that Allah possesses more than two hands the answer is no Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two hands. The plurality here is fitting the occasion or fitting the purpose in the statement. That is because it is more eloquent in the concerning that which is a dual if it is added to a plural then it takes the plural form Take the following as an example. In Surat At-Tahreem, verse 4. Surat At-Tahreem, verse 4. 66, verse 4. In Tatuba ilallahi faqad sagat kulubukuma. In Tatuba ilallahi faqad sagat kulubukuma. If you two wives, meaning Aisha and Hafsa, turn in repentance to Allah, look what he said here, your hearts are indeed so inclined. 
Yet we only know that the person has how many hearts? Yet we only know that the person has how many hearts? One. One heart. Five. So, when the dual is added, two, two, in tatuba, if you two, when it is added to the noun of plurality for the sake of magnification, no doubt, then it fits the plurality. Is this understood? Is this understood? When the dual is added, if you too, for, when it is added to the noun of plurality for the sake of magnification, and it is for the sake of magnification here, then in, it fits the plurality. And in this case, the plurality is more profound in magnification. And that's why it is made in the plural sense. Add to that, these cattle, the number of which is only known to Allah, so numerous. Each of them require a certain action. Because each is a single creation. And therefore the plurality also of the context fits this meaning. So therefore, in the case of our statement earlier, a few of two, and the hearts, the hearts here would mean two or more. This is the question. The hearts here would mean therefore two or more. A few two wives, two or more. In the case of the statement earlier, the dual, the dual if you two, Read it. If you too. Yes. Your hearts are indeed. The hearts would be how many? Two or more. It will be two. You see? But for the purpose of magnification, it was mentioned. Because this is more eloquent. This is more eloquent. So therefore, this verse affirms the hands for Allah but it does not tell that he has more than two hands this does not tell that Allah has more than two hands is this clear is this clear that this is for magnification the plurality of the noun is for magnification Alhamdulillah. 
make notes of this because there is a great benefit in understanding this and in refuting the deviance as well as will come later If someone says, what is the evidence that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possesses two hands only? The evidence is, In Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 64. Chapter 5, verse 64. Qala Allah Ta'ala, concerning the Jews. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ يَدُ اللَّهِ مَغْلُولًا غُلَّتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَلُعِنُوا بِمَا قَالُوا بَلْ يَدَاهُ مَبْسُوطَةً يُنْفِقُ كَيْفَ يَشَاءُ The Jews said, Allah's hand is tied up. Be their hands tied up. And be they accursed for what they... uttered. Now as you can tell, we get some person here from the crowd who is on this line. So we ask him to stay to learn. But without putting now any comments till we're done, inshallah. Okay? وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ يَدُ اللَّهِ مَغْلُولًا وَلُعِنُوا بِمَا قَالُوا بَلْ يَدَاهُ مَبْسُوطَتَانِ يُنْفِقُ كَيْفَ يَشَاءُ بَلْ يَدَاهُ What's the, Where's the rest? Nay, both his hands are widely outstretched. What does this verse tell us? This verse tells us that Allah's hands are two. Here, this is a place of praise, of giving from his bounties. Had he had more than two hands, he would have mentioned them. Why? Because the place and the meaning necessitates mentioning them. Because it's a place of praise. That he is the one who gives abundantly, subhanahu wa ta'ala, without restriction. Isn't it? This is in response to what they said. They said what? They said, his hand is tied. I understand. 
if he had subhanahu wa ta'ala more he would have said bal you understand he would said nay but his hands you understand that nay but his hands but what what did he say what did he say he said nay both his hands you understand now the meaning he said both his hands had he more it would be fitting to the response because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would be magnifying himself because quote unquote more hands more giving end of quote this is in relevance to whom? to the created as to the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala his giving is limitless and does not end despite of that he mentioned that he has only two hands and this is the creed of Ahlul Sunnah this is the creed of Ahlul Sunnah Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in surah in the same verse An'ama An'ama Mimma amilat aydina an'ama The cattle and this is a reference to the the camels, cows, sheep, you know. It's not only though limited to this so it's more general. Because there could be other than these animals where there may be benefits. And the Mufassirin who said that this is limited to cattle, sheep and cows 
they refer to Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 1. Lawful to you are the beasts of cattle, except that which will be announced to you herein. Game also being unlawful when you assume ihram for hajj to the rest of the verse. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, An'ama. So it is more general. The benefits of this verse. Number one. Affirming the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Affirming the blessings and favors of Allah upon his slaves. Because he said, awalam yaraw, don't they see? And then he mentioned these favors upon us subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second, فَهُمْ لَهَا مَالِكُونَ That they own these an'am, these animals and these cattle, and they benefit from them in all ways and means, which Allah had made lawful. And therefore from this, Allah made it permissible to ride upon them and mount on that which is fit from the animals to be mounted on Now if a question is, or if a question comes, can we ride on that of these, of, uh, on these animals where, like for example, riding on uh, mounting cows and thus benefit from them in this respect, or is this restricted by the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ mentioned about the man who was mounting a cow and the cow looked at him and she spoke and it spoke and said إِنَّا لَمْ نُخْلَقْ لِهَذَا 
we were not created for this. The Prophet ﷺ said, فَأَنَا أُؤْمِنُ بِذَلِكَ وَأَبُوْ بَكْرٍ وَعُمَرٍ The Prophet ﷺ said, I believe in that, meaning that the cow spoke, and Abu Bakr and Umar, as well as Abu Bakr and Umar. Yet you know Abu Bakr and Umar were not with the Prophet ﷺ when he mentioned this statement, the story of this person and his cow. And this tells you of the belief of Abu Bakr and Umar. The Prophet ﷺ said, I believe in that and Abu Bakr and Umar. Though Abu Bakr and Umar were not present. So, what is the answer therefore to this hadith? The answer is to say that this man mounted it in a way that was hard. And constituted hardship. And it is not created to be tortured. This is even applicable concerning the camels. If they are mounted in a way which constitutes hardship and torture for them, then we say they are not created for this. Then the response would be, they are not created for this. Is this understood? Is this is this the meaning of this hadith is understood therefore? Third benefit, third benefit. It is correct to attribute the action or the doing to Allah. Because Allah said, مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَ In this verse, But it is not fitting to give a name to Allah as Al-Amil. Listen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said here, Amilat Aydina. What our, our hands had, Amilat, Amila, meaning in Arabic, does, Ya'mal, do. So we cannot derive now a name for Allah as Al-Amil from Amila
or Allah is the worker as from the verse 27 88 the working of Allah الذي أتقن كل شيء the one who had perfected everything we cannot derive a name the work of Allah who perfected all things we cannot derive now a name and call Allah the worker why? because in issues of news in matters of news in matters of news this is more accommodating than initiating and naming when it refers to news about Allah it is more accommodating than the case of initiating and assigning names and having names, tasmiyah. Let me give further explanation. It is permissible, for example, to derive an attribute from each name. It is permissible to derive an attribute from each name. However, it is not permissible to derive a name from each attribute. It is not permissible to derive a name from each attribute. Is this clear? Exactly. That's why we say, that's why we say, الصفات أوسع من الأسماء الصفات attributes is more comprehensive than names you understand because it's permissible to derive an attribute from each name so attributes are more comprehensive than names is that clear? Because each name comprises an attribute. Each name comprises an attribute. And the opposite is not true. Is that, re- is that clear to you? And that's why we don't say Allah is the worker. We don't give the name for Allah as the worker. Although Allah, it is the working of Allah. 
صنع الله the work of Allah can you say Allah is the worker can you give the name worker for Allah no no so this is clear and from the benefits of this verse affirming the attributes of the hands and Allah's hand is true but without resemblance to the hands of the creation because resembling the creator to the created is impossible absolutely by way of textual proofs and by way of intellect قال الله تعالى ليس كمثله شيء وهو السميع البصير nothing is like unto him and he is the all hearer all seer so he affirmed for himself that he hears and that he sees but he in the beginning said lest anyone would think that the creator is like the created he absolutely made that to be impossible when he said there is nothing like unto him and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in surah al-Nahl chapter 16 verse 74 فَلَا تَضْرِبُوا لِلَّهِ الْأَمْثَالِ فَلَا تَضْرِبُوا لِلَّهِ الْأَمْثَالِ So put not forward similitudes for Allah as there is nothing similar to him nor he resembles anything truly Allah knows and you know not. And this is from the textual proof and from the intellectual proof every sane person realizes the distinction between the creator and the created in the self and in the attributes. And therefore, it's mandatory upon us to believe in every that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributed himself with, without any likeness, without any likening or resemblance. And let it be known that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described himself with, constitute the following categories number one the sifat of the essence the sifat of the that the attributes of the self Like the hearing, the knowledge, the seeing, the ability, the living. Second, the attributes of actions. 
related to his actions subhanahu wa ta'ala like al-istiwa ala al-arsh arising over the throne descending to the lower heaven creating and the like for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever was and continues to be a creator while the created is renewed anything that is related anything that is created and related to the creator to that which is created to the creature anything that which is created in relation to the creature then it is an occurrence after non-existence individual occurrences because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ever was and continues to be a creator. And the third type is those attributes of the hands face the feet the eye those with respect to us listen carefully to this statement now please put one if there is sound those attributes with respect to us as compared to us between parentheses are parts of the self this is with respect to us you understand you understand with respect to us when we say hand, face feet, etc those with respect to us Incomparable to us, they are part of the, that of the essence of the self. But it is incorrect and wrong to say that they are parts of Allah. Part or parts of Allah. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not partitionable. Where is this person who was here earlier? Safiyuddin perhaps. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not partitionable. Partitionable. It's impossible for the hand of Allah, for example, and Allah is above this, or His face, or the like, to be separated from Him. With respect to us, it is. So therefore, when we mention these attributes of Allah, we say, Compared to us, they are parts. No, don't, no, don't, we're not done, but I just mentioned this because, so that to correct what you mentioned earlier. But we don't say they are parts with respect to Allah. We affirm them to Allah, but we don't say they are parts with respect to Allah. But in comparison, quote, comparable between parentheses to us, we refer to them as what? as part or parts of the self. Is that right? Is that right? You understand, I mean. So therefore, we say, the hand is true. The hand is true. It is affirmed to Allah in the best manner that fits Him. That yet there is no resemblance. It is no resemblance and no similitude to the created. This is the madhab of the salaf. This is the way of the salaf. And this is the way of the imams of Ahl Sunnah. However, there are those who resorted to altering the meaning of these attributes and in this case the hand and they said it means the power listen ya Safiyuddin we are not uh, arguing with you but just we want to benefit you as well they said it is the power or the ni'mah or the favor because that their intellect makes it impossible for them to think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possess the attribute of hand, a true hand that fits His Majesty. There is no doubt that this is misguidance. As to be misguidance, why? Because, listen to this carefully, because they judged Allah by their limited intellect. And there is no doubt that this is misguidance. How can you judge concerning Allah and His attributes by your limited intellect? While Allah, the Most High, say, بَلْ يَدَاهُ مَبْسُوطَتَانِ 
Rather, both of his hands are stretched. And he says, لِمَ خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيْ That which I have created by both my hands. And here in this verse, Allah says, مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَا Can we have? مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِينَا Please let's focus on the verses so that we move ahead. Of what our hands have created. And then you come and say that Allah does not have a hand. Subhanallah. And this is accusation against the textual proofs. Because they say, Allah did not intend such and such. But rather he intended such and such. So they negated what Allah intended. And affirmed that which he did not intend. So... By way of negation and affirmation, their own way, they transgressed against the texts and accused the texts. Whereby they negated what Allah affirmed, and affirmed that which Allah did not intend. If Allah says, لِمَا خَلَقْتُ بِيَدَيْ That which I have created by both my hands, they say, He intended the favors by His hands. Or the power. We say, Subhanallah, man a'lamak? Who is the one who informed you of this? Allah says this, and you say that He does not have a hand, and that His hand is ni'mah, is only favor or power. Who told you this? Your negation, therefore, is telling of Allah without knowledge. And your affirmation of what you intend is utterance about Allah without knowledge. So from two angles, you are transgressing and accusing the texts. And in reality, the person is amazed. Extreme amazement that there are imams Imams, a'imma, imams, known for good and righteousness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefited the ummah from them. Yet they took this path. Yet they took this path of figurative interpretation. But by this we know that this is the perfect wisdom of Allah. That no matter what man may reach, he is weak and deficient. 
Otherwise we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about himself the most truthful speech and the best. And it comes from the one who is most knowledgeable as to what he says. And then we come we say Allah did not intend such and such. And therefore now we Ahlul Sunnah we have to come to grasp with this. That we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has true hands fitting him does not resemble the hands of the creation in any way in any way still there is more discussion on this matter I will leave it inshallah ta'ala for tomorrow and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most high make this matter understandable to those who listen to it and make it a benefit for myself and for all of you سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين